What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 209 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, and as always, I'm joined by my buddy, Matt Deitch. What's going on, man? You know what, man? I'm just having a good day. It's just good having day. a good day, really? Yeah, it was a good day. It just hey. was. Oh, yeah. You didn't uh, work today, did you? A half a day. Half day, okay. Yeah, half a day, and then I got two-hour late start tomorrow. So God dang it. No Some school. Guys. On, no school on Thursday again. Jeez. So... Holy, save some days off for the rest of us, will you? <laughs> I guess. Possibly no school on Friday, too. So. Yeah, I suppose. Last week, no school on Friday or Thursday. Yep. And this isn't weather-related. No. <laughs> you know, that that's a whole that's a whole separate issue. But uh, um, our girls uh, went ahead and got runner-up in the state of Iowa yep. in Class 2A. And uh, uh, tonight, our boys... Uh, Won their first round playoff game so they're in the semifinals put now. a mean shellacking on them they really did they yeah. were up by 40 points for a little while and, yep. yeah uh, it was a pretty ugly game yep but uh whatever no, so it Moving gives on. me some more fishing time that's right <laughs> which i have done a couple times that's right with him, so um this week's episode uh as always brought to you by our good friends over at dakota angler in sioux falls south dakota the very best bait shop in all of the upper midwest possibly the united states uh they're still tallying votes on that but uh uh, last I checked, uh, they were they were the front runner. But uh, the hike camps over there in Sioux Falls very knowledgeable. Uh, they've got a little bit of everything, and uh, they've got uh, they've got big box store selection, and uh, the still got the mom and pops feel. It's family owned deal. Uh, that's uh, that's where Matt and I get everything uh, that we get. Yeah, great prices on stuff. Um, did you see their new? Um custom salmo hornet colors oh god dang There's, it those are badass the, yeah the dakota angler um the dakota angler uh, exclusive colors they really are cool yep guaranteed to catch you walleyes and then you can flip them off your motor uh, on your boat and, well uh, here i mean those i mean when you look at them it's just like yeah a walleye will bite those yeah absolutely walleye will bite anything they you know so <laughs> which, which is crazy for something that's really not an alpha predator <laughs> but no i mean they are really killer cool um go check them out um, get stocked up on them. Yeah. I mean, when they're there, they're there. You don't want to be the guy without them when everybody else is catching them out at the lake. So. Yeah, well, they're open water fishing out on the Missouri River now. And yep. uh, um, so uh, as much as as much as much us ice fishermen uh, hate to uh, admit it, uh, open water fishing's right around the corner. And uh, yeah, and, and if you're not in the mood for uh, getting some open water stuff, obviously there's still a lot of hot deals on the ice fishing stuff. Uh, get that before they put it away for the year. Um, probably some really, really hot deals on it. Yeah, right now there really is a lot of good deals on it. And if you don't want to go into the store, just hop online. What are you going to do if you hop online? Well, you're going to go to www.dakotaangler.com and fill up that cart. And at checkout, put in promo code DIRTBAG for a little nice little discount. Yep. Get yourself a little extra change in that pocket. That's right. Then that way you can stop in the store and buy bait. Absolutely. Now, now speaking of change in the pop pocket, Matt, uh, uh, did you see that uh, Power Pole recently, uh, just this last week, came out with their new trolling motor that apparently has been years in the making, uh, the Move. The Move. Is That's it, what they're calling it, Move. Is it? Is it revolutionary? I would say it's a game changer. Holy buckets. Revolutionary game changer from the folks over at PowerPole, the Move. And uh, one thing that's revolutionary about it for sure is the price tag. It is. Six grand. Oh. Maybe not quite six grand. Maybe it's 5,600 or something like that. And uh, so I, I, I've got nothing against PowerPole. They, you know, I... I think they probably make great products, whatever. But uh, I was reading a lot of the the comments, and and I read the article, and I saw the price, and it was like, holy moly! Like, that's worth more than my whole entire boat motor, graphs, everything that I got, you <laughs> right. know, including the rods motor. and tackle inside of it, and uh, um, yeah, just just the trolling motor, and and you know, there's people that went on a long deal about how you know. I'm so glad that it cost that much because then I know that they didn't cut corners and they're only using premium products to make that and and the customer service is just so damn good. You know, that that's that's why you're paying that extra. If I pay 6 grand for a frick controlling motor and I got to use the customer service, <laughs> you better be giving my 6 grand exactly back. Exactly right. I'm pissed. Exactly right. I'm if, pissed. If it's not working how it's supposed to be working, I mean, I better not have any issues with it. And on top of it, 
most of those guys are going to run lithium batteries with it. So there's a couple thousand dollars, you know, running just the batteries alone with your so. It's getting crazy. It it's is. Get, I mean, boats, boats are eighty five thousand I mean, dollars, and you, do you deck it out with fifteen grand worth of freaking graphs, and then a five thousand, six thousand dollar trolling motor, and and okay, people sit here all the time and are like, you know what, the boat, the boat market is market is going to start going down pretty soon. I'm just going to wait. Do you think that's never going to happen? Do you think that the boat market, like used and new boats, are just going to keep going up and the price? I mean is ridiculous well i think eventually people gotta start paying off these loans i mean i know they they gotta go down but uh uh, i I don't know i guess if there's really that many people that are freaking buying ninety thousand dollar boats with cash but i i don't think so and and eventually things gotta i think i saw one online the other day used one like a hundred and twenty two thousand dollars it's just I can't fathom was that. Was that Scott Sturman uh, signature series? <laughs> it was the signature I autographed signature a couple series. random boats at a boat <laughs> at a boat, <laughs> at a boat show. Yeah. <laughs> walking around at the boat shows <laughs> now and all the boat those happening, you're just walking around and signing them. Relax, I'm a pro. <laughs> it's, it's the Scott Sturman edition. That's the ultimate That's, mega motor move. I was going to say that is the mega motor move. <laughs> when you start when you I wonder, start randomly I wonder if we signing. Do you think like we could go to a boat show or something like like Go to one of these sports shows and like try to mega motor the heck out of something. Just go stand by a product and start promoting it and see how long it takes. People be like, "Do you even like, know what? Who are you? Like, who are you? Like, you're not with you're not with us." <laughs> you're right, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn <laughs> Express right. last night, right? And I got this greasy tea marker. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You gotta have the greasy tea markers, yeah. Whether oh. you like it or not. Yep. All right, uh, yeah, enough about six thousand uh, dollar trolling motors. That uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not buying one. Hats off to those that can. I'm I, you know maybe I'm just a touch jealous. Maybe maybe there's something to that. But uh, whatever the case, uh, we got a really cool interview today. Um, we've got uh, Kathy Roberts on, and uh, if you don't uh, exactly know who Kathy Roberts is, that's great. Uh, we're gonna fill you in on that and. Uh, um, uh, trust, trust me, this is going to be a great one. Um, I, Matt, Matt and I have Looking been talking about, uh, getting Kathy on for, for quite some time and, and, uh, I'm, I'm really jacked up that we got this one. Been looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, without further ado, uh, we're going to get over to her. Kathy Roberts is our guest today. Kathy, how are you doing? Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Kind of getting tired of the snow, but yes, <laughs> doing great. Thank you. Now, Thank now you. with now with somebody like you that uh, you know is is as heavily involved in the ice fishing industry as what you are, uh, do you get to this time of year and just kind of think, man, you know, I'm I'm ready for winter to be done, or or is it like, man, I wish we had six more months of winter? <laughs> I wish we had six more months. Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I actually do enjoy ice fishing that much. So I look forward, though, to this time of the year as the snow starts melting and I think the fish become more active. And, and I do enjoy with, as we get into late ice. Yep. yep. So, so late ice all year round is what you what you'd prefer. <laughs> yeah, first ice or late ice. You're right. I'm good with both ends of that. The middle, mm, not so much. It's, it's <laughs> kind of nice to be able to sit out there with just a hooded sweatshirt on an ice fish. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah, this is, we're coming into the fun time of the year. So I'm looking forward to it. That's right. Um, Kathy, we always, uh, we get our episodes started off uh, with a couple of random questions. So I want to know what your favorite movie is. Oh, I knew you'd ask me something like that. I guess we'd have to go back to the 80s, and I would say probably Grease or Footloose or yeah. something like that. You know, those musicals I always enjoyed. Oh, those oh, are those cool movies. Great classical movies. There. Well, nope. I I'm not going to say classic. Classic. <laughs> wow, man. <Yeah>. Classics. <laughs> Sorry about <Yeah>. him. <laughs> you know, or maybe a little Dirty Dancing, you know. Okay. Those, those, those old girl flicks. Yep, yep. <laughs> Ah, those are there's a lot. Those are guilty pleasure movies for guys too. Yeah. Like they're, they're they're flipping through it when they're home alone. All of a sudden, next thing you know, they're watching the whole yeah. thing. And they're 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 moving the couch so they can do a little footloose moves in the living room. So Matt knows from experience. Oh, I do all the time. Move the coffee table and tell the dog to watch out. Yep. 
<laughs> well, I have to tell you, it was cute. It wasn't that long ago. Within the last couple couple years, um, Dad and I had an event to go to, and I had some friends that I like to go dancing with, and they were at this Pacific place. And I said, hey, do you mind if we, you know, I'd like to go over there. You want to go with me? Yeah, I'll go with you. So he went with me, and that Footloose song came on, and my dad got up and says, I want to dance. I said, okay, <laughs> let's go. Well, so, Dave's a dancer. No kidding. Even in his 70s, he got up there and danced. Didn't last long. He said, okay, I'm done. See? <laughs> okay. See, that Footloose comes on, and there's just something about it. Can't help it. Like, everybody dances to yeah. it. Well, exactly. Well, all right then. I'm going to go kind of along those lines. And you, you guys are on the road a lot during the, you know, during the fishing season. Uh, what would your karaoke song be? Oh, I've never karaokeed. But if oh, you were, but gonna. if you're gonna, which one are you rocking oh, out to? Goodness, I don't know. I like them all. How about a little Shania Twain? Oh yeah, go. yeah. Oh, like ah, there we go. I like Shania. So mm-hmm. I guess there'd be a Shania song in there. Right on. Right. That's right a good on. choice. Good choice. <laughs> now, Kathy. But, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, no, I've never, I've never actually done the croaky thing, so. No. Well, I, I got a feeling the next time you're around it, uh, you, you, you're going to go. You're going to go for it. <laughs> you just never know. That's, That's right. right. Um, so Kathy, where is it, uh, in the world that you call home? I'm actually from St. Cloud, Minnesota. St. Um, Cloud. I grew up, yep. I grew up in the cities. I grew up in, um, Spring Lake Park. So Blaine, Coon Rapids area. That's where, where I grew up. That's where the, um, fish traps were originally started. Okay. And moved up here to St. Cloud. Um, my parents came up here 25 years ago and moved down the Mississippi River, and um, Dad had called one day and said, you know, there's a house for sale down the street. And we came and took a look and said, you know, it's, it's yeah, it will work. It will work, and we'll be closer to be able to help out with my mom when my dad was gone, and, and we were then around more. So we moved up here in 21 years ago. And and that is just so cool because you're on one side of your dad and your sister's on the other side of your dad. You guys are all right there within, what, seven houses of each other? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. I love it. I love being that close and being able to, to help out or, you know. Yep. He can help. He can help me when I, when my lawnmower right. breaks. Yeah. Too, you know. Yep. No, that is way cool. Way cool. Now, now, obviously, Kathy, you've talked about it there. Um, you know, you, you mentioned it earlier. But uh, um, for those people that are just uh, uh, checking this podcast out and uh, they see the name Kathy Roberts. Uh, you know, may, there's a chance that they don't know you, but I'm sure that they know who your dad is. So why don't you tell the listeners who 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 your dad is? <laughs> I'm actually a Gens girl. A so Gens girl. Dave, yep, Dave Gens is my father. So I grew up in the fishing industry, ice fishing, majority of it, um, grew up summer fishing as well, but I would say more prominent in the ice fishing. Yep. That's, uh, not, well, there's only two people, you know, that can say that, yeah. uh, they're probably more, uh, the, uh, there's no one that can say that they grew up more heavily entrenched in the ice fishing industry than, than you and Missy. And, and, uh, that's, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, it has been an absolutely amazing journey. It truly has. It is so fun to see the system that that has been that he's he's been involved in creating, and how many people it has impacted over the years. It's it is incredible to to see, and and I feel very blessed to get the opportunity to to see that and where it's gone. Now, now, what are some of the early memories, you know, when, when obviously you were a, a young kid, uh, you know, what, what are some of the things that you kind of first uh, remember, um, you know, with, with your dad being, you know, the guy that was, you know, making fish traps and, and uh, you know, Vexlar, you know, kind of pioneering that whole entire deal. What, what are some of those early memories? We fished a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. You know, growing up, he was always out and you just learning. And you can see that's what he was doing. And, and honestly, as a kid, I didn't know a whole lot about um, 
I guess, fishing because he would go in the boat and he'd be gone or he'd be, you know, out on the ice and he'd be gone and he'd come back and he'd say, okay, it's time to go. And we do that meant you get up, you get your boots on or you get your rain, you, you're going. And we got in the boat or we got on the ice and we just went, we went catching. And I didn't learn until later in life there's a difference between catching and fishing. <laughs> I assumed everybody went and caught fish like I did. <laughs> so that is probably, as a child, that was one of the things. I didn't learn that until I was, you know, out of, I, until I was married, honestly, until um, I figured out there was a difference between catching and fishing. <laughs> that was a lot of a lot of growing up was a lot about the about the fishing. Um, my my earliest memories of the fish trap and that whole system that he created are really amazing. You know, my mom sewed the first you know eighty to a hundred. Um, we say the first 100 um, fish houses on her sewing machine. And, you know, dad would make the bases and Missy and I would go out in the garage and, you know, it was our job to put them together to assemble them. And yeah, I, that was, that was pretty amazing to be part of that and to think where it is today that we started that. It was pretty cool to look back at that. Well, that's incredible. Was, was there ever like any doubts when you're out there, you know, putting them together? Like, Dad, what do you have us out here doing? <laughs> like, this is like, do you really think this is ever going to take off, or was it this like the demand for them was so high right from the get go that it was like, oh, okay? I, I guess I never thought of it that way. These were all, you know, friends and the excitement. It yeah. was. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't about about that at the very beginning you know what i mean it was oh, about yeah. building them for you know here and there and you know my my dad went to all these places and sold them he was at thorn brothers and he was at cappers and trails end and frankie's and all those early you know minnesota stores and he was selling them and just never thought it would be where it is today at all absolutely yeah. never thought it you know and and as the years went on and the phone started ringing and, you know, people calling to learn about the whole system. And when I say system, it was about the mobility and, and being able to, you know, drill your holes with the power augers and being able to see your, your lure, you know, down there under the water and to see that fish, you know, the first coming into that, you know, I can, I, I, think of the Vexlar and I think of I have this vision in my head of my mom we had, you know the kitchen table was always a busy place but I remember midday you know an order of, of Vexlars would come in and, and um, she would have the ice boxes um, set up onto the table and she'd be screwing all the depth finders on and and back in the day, um, and a lot of people probably don't know this, but one of the things that, that Dad had discovered when it came to using the depth finder underwater was the, the transducer had to be um, perfectly level with the bottom of the lake in order to get that double echo off to be able to see your, your lure down there. So one of the things that they came out with then was you had to take a leveling bubble and my mom would silicone the leveling bubble to the top of the transducer. So then you had this little arm that came out of your, your um, ice box and um, you had to make sure that that level was in the bubble in the middle of the bubble in order to get the double echo off for you to actually see your lure down below or the fish being able to come up to. So my mom used to silicone all them on before she shipped them out and we sent them all over. Uh, it was, it was really interesting to see how that happened. And all, all and hands now, on deck. You know, yeah. We take that for granted now. Oh, know, yeah. Just, 
throw your transducer in the water and it works. But that wasn't how it used to be. You used to have to level it on the top of it in order for that to work. You know, obviously your dad, you know, gets gets a ton of credit, but, uh, uh, you know, when you consider your mom sewing 100 of the first shacks and, and doing all that work with siliconing levels and everything, I mean, your mom must have truly, really believed in, and, you know, obviously uh, an incredible support of, of your dad. Uh, you know, if, if maybe if it wasn't for her, you know, if she would have been like, you know, Dave, I think you're crazy. <laughs> so yeah. I said that a Learn couple more times. Learn yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, who knows where this would have been, you know, not not where it is if, if Dave would have finally said, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of my wife getting mad at me. <laughs> she was the best cheerleader. She stood there and cheered him on and did whatever it took. You know, I, she was an absolute amazing lady when it came to this. You know, I... I I just listened to a podcast that she had done and, and, you know, my mom went, went to school and, and I say forties and I almost think it had been before she was 40, went back to college so that she could get a small business management degree so she could manage the books because she had no idea. No kidding. She went back to school to figure that out. And then, um, when, they got the opportunity to part of Midwest Direct. And Midwest Direct was a company that they had that shipped Euro larvae. They brought them in from England into Vados. And then they bought from Vados the Euro larvae. And they shipped them to the five state area. And that was my mom. She was the one who did that. You know, that was the extra income that paid the light bill, you know, to make things happen. My dad worked for American Linen, and the first, um, when when they decided that they were going to go for this, and this was going to be what they were going to do and make a living at this, they had one year of income in their savings account, and that's where it came from. You know, if they wouldn't have stuck that money away and had one year of, of to be able to pay the bills in their savings account, this probably wouldn't have happened. Wow. You know? <laughs> But all because she, of Euro larva. Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. And she was, it was cute because our kitchen table was always had people at it because she had the bait. So the guys would stop by and there was like the bait store, you know, <laughs> yep. stop by and get bait. And they would, you know, have a cup of coffee and a piece of cake or cookies and she'd get them out the door and she would be out packaging her, her, her maggots and she was in making a cake because she knew they were all coming back for the afternoon to tell the bite, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, better have coffee on. Coffee and yes and a snack. Yeah. And, And I think, I think that was part of the whole system when I look back at it. The communication and talking about um, learning about about using your depth finder on, you know, they all came back at the end of their day of fishing and talked about, you know, where did they find them? What depth were the fish at? What did they learn? And I mean, that is truly part of the whole system is communicating with others and learning from each other. And there was a lot of that being done at our kitchen table growing up. There was a lot of that being done. Well, everybody was learning together. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, it was yeah. truly on the ground floor. <laughs> and that's that's the craziest part about it. it. It wasn't like, oh, man, you know, there's a bunch of guys over there that know way more than us. Like, everyone kind of knew the same. And it was only yeah. what, you know, what you talked about and what you heard from you know, around the Gens kitchen table. <laughs> yeah. And then the trap attacks came along. And... You know, he had the trap attacks in the late 70s, early 80s. He did a fishing tournament. And really what it was was, you know, it's, it, is, it takes, takes a village to, to, to really get the word out there. And, you know, at the end of the ice season, he would have a event that he would say thank you to all of his friends. And, you know, they all would throw, you know, a couple bucks in for the biggest you know, sunfish or the biggest fish that was caught and, and then they would throw some money in and they would get a, um, a VFW or a Legion or some type of bar that would 
um, cook fish for them. So they would cook their fish for the day and then they would have coleslaw or whatever else to go with it. Then they would have a big dinner all together. And that's where the original um, tournaments, ice fishing tournaments came from. And over the years, you know, everybody got together because they wanted to learn. Well, as, as, as time went on, we came, the fishing, I don't want to say it, the fishing tournaments, the, the, when they went, uh, what do I, sorry, they went to, um, team events and they went to other states besides Minnesota, went down to Iowa, went to Michigan, went to New York as they traveled. I think that's what ended up and why the tournaments were so popular is because of the camaraderie that came with it, the sitting at the table talking about what they learned. I mean, I think that is really where that all came from is is learning from each other because we didn't have YouTube back then. We didn't have other avenues of learning how to find the fish, learning what happens out there on the ice. You learn from each other. Yeah, you oh, know, yeah. I, you know, no Facebook, no YouTube, like well, no no lake maps or anything like that either. I mean, you're figuring out the structure with you know with each other like you said it's like oh yeah over here i think there's a rock pile over here and stuff like that straight just, out from the blue house well, it is you know you got oh, a yeah. but you got to line it up with the tree over there not the tree that looks like you know like a y but the one that's straight up okay that one you know yeah. it's just i mean it all it, that's the way it was i mean it's it's hard for people now to really understand that or grasp that concept like you said with all the information just at a touch of a button but i mean everybody was working together back then Yep, and my dad still does that today. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Out oh, the yeah. Lake and he'll say, "You gotta line this tree up with that birdhouse, and the window has to be right next to the flagpole." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I just want to go. I'm just gonna push the button on my Navionics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, now, you know, we talked about, you know, a lot of the stuff that your mom did, you know, a lot of the stuff that your dad did. But uh, what, what was you and Missy's job? Uh, you know. Helping out with either the shacks or did you count Euro larva or, or what? What was you guys' job? Whatever mom needed us to do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What What was your if least we, favorite job? Um, I didn't mind any of them. It really? Was, it was exciting. It truly was. You know, we did. The, we built the fish houses and we packaged the maggots. And you know, I remember. Um, you know, when the depth finders came about, one of the things then that they found is the heavier the jig, right, the better you can read it on your yep. on your locator. So I remember taking just regular hooks and tying, wrapping lead wire around them as yeah. a kid. You know, we'd get a penny a piece. <laughs> really? <laughs> But that's what we did, you know. So whatever needed to be done, if it was answering phones or taking orders or, you know, entering orders or getting the shipping labels, or my favorite was recording everything in the UPS books so the UPS <laughs> man could come. Or, yep. You know, or filling out paperwork for the Greyhound bus company. Um, and maybe that's one thing you... I don't know if you knew, originally, when people would place an order for a fish trap before it became um, going to, to clam, um, and we would ship out fish houses um, out to New York or, you know, pretty much anywhere, um, we had to put it on a Greyhound bus. Yep. Wow. And it would take a couple weeks before they actually physically got it sometimes. Really? Yeah, but it, it, we could get it to be shipped on the Greyhound bus because huh. it was too big to ship at the time through UPS. So yeah. UPS wouldn't send it out, so it got shipped out through Greyhound bus. So, yeah, I mean, just crazy when you think about some of that kind of stuff and, and figuring all of that out. And that was my mom. <laughs> yep, yep. Huh. Now, when when was it in your life that you kind of realized, like, wow, my my dad's a little bit different than the average dad. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, my dad's cool. You know, Matt's dad's cool. But but no one's ever asked my dad for his autograph. And and you know, like, I or mean, wants to get pictures with him wherever you go. Yeah, right. right. Like, I mean, when you know, obviously, uh, you know, just just regular trips to the grocery store. You know, stopping at a gas station and filling up gas, like. 
I mean, you have to have it all the time where people are like, hey, you know, I better go over there and, and quick get an autograph or quick get a picture or quick, you know, talk about fishing. And, you know, that, that doesn't happen to most people. So when, when was it in your life where it was like, all right, this is, this is a little bit different? I think um, I, in 91, I started working at Thorn Brothers. And I actually worked there for quite a few years. And I think that was probably the first real realization that uh, the whole system that, wow, people really like this. Yeah. People really thrive on this. You know, yeah. they, they're reaching out for knowledge. And I would say that probably was the really realization for me um, when I started working there that, you know, and I was amazed with how much at that point that because I'm around it all the time that I knew, you know, like, you know, we go back to, I don't systems tackle and, and, you know, all the different jigs that he created with that. And, and, you know, the rods, the, uh, using the sage blanks to make the first graphite rods that we, that we ice fished with, you know? Um, yeah, I think that that was truly the realization for me would have been probably, you know, early nineties when, when I realized that it was, it, he, people knew who he was. People yeah. really had an idea of, of, and, and what he was creating was, was wow. Does, does it ever, probably, does it ever um, like seem wild to like see your, you know, your name on all these packages and all these, all this gear and stuff like that? Um, yeah, I guess it, it's 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 pretty awesome right. when you it, look at it. That yeah. part of it is pretty cool to be able to see that. Yeah, he really made an impact, and and you know I've gotten the opportunity in the last five years to travel with him across the country, and um, just to see the impact across the country has been pretty amazing to be able to see that. In in all those in all those travels, have, is there ever like is there one instance that that sticks out in your head that say you were pumping gas or say you were eating at a restaurant that you know somebody noticed it was your dad and just you know lost it or or, or anything crazy like that or, or or not so many of those. Um, oh yes, I do. I I I yes, I can remember pumping gas one time at a gas station and. This guy came over and he was just so excited. He goes, I have always wanted to meet you. And it's it's just pretty, you know, and, and when somebody does that, I always think of I want to create that memory for them because that mm -hmm. is something that somebody yep. is going to, to remember forever. So I always ask, like, do you have a phone you want me to take a picture with for you? Oh, that would be great. Or, you know, I want that person to have that memory yep. because I think that's important. You know, they will always remember that. I do have one in Iowa. We were at a um, ice team university and, and it was, it was the 40th anniversary fish trap had came out that year. And there was, um, I had not seen the two person, not many of them that out on the lake and there was somebody had it hooked up to their ha hitch of their car and they were, you know, dragging it from spot to spot. And I said, dad, I think we should go get a picture. And he said, okay. <laughs> so we drove over there and I got out of the van and I walked over and I said, you know, would you mind if I take a picture, um, with you in your fish house? And they go, yeah, no problem. We heard you guys were in town. You know, we heard, we heard that the university was going on. And so, um, they said, well, let me go get our son. And the son came out and dad got out of the van and started walking over. And I said, do you mind if we take it with him? And they were so excited. It was so awesome. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. So we took a few pictures and I found stickers for the kids and, you know, it was it was a great memory that we created for all of us. See, our, us Iowa people aren't that bad after all, right? <laughs> We're very approachable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was a lot of fun. You Iowa people are pretty good people. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, 
uh, you know, a, a, a simple a simple thing like going to a bait shop or, or whatever. I mean, y- your dad, you know, he 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 talks fishing. That's that's what he does. I mean, how, how what's the longest you've ever waited? Uh, you know, when you when you showed up at a bait shop, you know, supposed to just quick in and out. I mean, turns into an hour and a half. You ever had that? Oh yes. Oh, oh yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I actually don't mind it at all. Yeah. Because because I I know the system and I enjoy yep. talking fishing as well. And and a lot of times, you know, they're there with their wives, you know, and I get an opportunity to talk to them as well. So and and I think I enjoy that. I, a lot of the questions I get asked is um how do i get my wife to enjoy or how do i get my girlfriend to want to do this yep and are you ready for my advice yeah ready take them catching not fishing <laughs> exactly right <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's got to be truth to that mm-hmm. you know you got to get them hooked first and then yep. once they get hooked then they the curiosity to go find the fish becomes a little more fun. I can remember even my daughter saying, you know, growing up, we'd say, you want to go fishing? You want to go fishing? And she'd say, well, are we going fishing or are we going catching? (laughs) I ain't interested (laughs) in fishing. Yep, yep. If we're going catching, she'd say, well, how long do we have to go? (laughs) (laughs) And if you'd say, we're going fishing, she'd say, hmm. I'm just going to stay here with grandma. (laughs) (laughs) She wasn't into that fishing stuff at all. So yeah, take them catching. Don't take them fishing. (laughs) Yep. I think that, uh, you know, even, even young kids, you know, it's, it's the same way. If you, Mm -hmm. if you take them out and you get them a good experience the first time or two, they, you know, you kind of, I think you got a lifelong angler then. That's that's yeah. all. That's all of us. We all need every once in a while. We need a couple of days of catching over yep. fishing just no to doubt. kind of like recharge the batteries and be like, all right, yep, yep. We'll still do this. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. We all do. Yep. There's many days I do the same thing. Like I really want to go do some catching. Yep, <laughs> yep. I'm kind of done with this searching thing, but I do enjoy it, and I actually, you know, I've sat in the, in the back seat a lot. Um, in the in, in this whole realm of of the industry, and you know, Dad's in the limelight of what goes on. But I actually have been involved a lot of my life. I mean, I raised raised my kids, but like I said, I worked at Thorn Brothers for quite a few years until '02, um, and then I actually worked with the North American Ice Fishing Circuit. I did um, work this ice team for a couple years doing the tournaments, um, registrations, and then I did that until 17. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And then I said, I, I had enough. It was time for something different. And that's when Dad said, no, stop. Just be my chauffeur. I really, really could use you to just just drive me around. <laughs> I said, Okay. So I have had the opportunity in the last five years to be able to travel to 14 different states with him. I I was just going to ask you, how many states has it been? But 14, huh? Yep, yep. And we have tried um, to go out east. And that's that's where, you know, I want to be able to get some opportunities to fish some new states and meet some more people out there. Unfortunately, we were out there two years ago, and the ice wasn't great. Um, we got a few states. We got to fish in New York. Um, I got the f- opportunity to fish with Scott Brower, so that was that was pretty amazing. Yep, I really I enjoyed that. Um, how many how many donuts did Scott eat while you guys were fishing? That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard those stories. He was good with me. That was because we were fishing with Pam too. <laughs> oh, okay. So you kind of had to watch it a little bit. He couldn't, I, he couldn't sure eat a whole why. dozen. <laughs> You know, and and there was just so many people that we had an opportunity to meet out out east. Um, but we wanted to hit some more people when we were out there. And and last year, we, this past season, we didn't get to go out and and just said there isn't good ice, so we had to change our focus. But had a great time, and we got a few new states under our belt this year. So yeah, well, you know, Don Don Cox obviously is trying to see how many uh, states he can ice fish and and. Uh, out east uh, proved to be pretty tough on him too. So, 
Yeah. He, he, he did get them, but, uh, yeah. you know, a, a good majority, but it wasn't exactly when he thought it was going to be. And that's, that's crazy how their ice can, you know, just uh, be, you know, really, really hit or miss. Yeah, we were supposed to go out early ice with, with Don and, and his family. And unfortunately, we didn't get out there. And I know he went out late ice here um, for them. And he still only got a handful. There's some states he wasn't able to hit that we were hoping to. Yep. Yep. Um, there is some, you know, we wanted um, Connecticut and um, New Jersey we wanted to ice fish in. Um, yeah, so we're hoping maybe next year, you know, if, if, if the sea, if they freeze up, we'll be there. That's right. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> now, when you guys are sitting down and planning this, like your ice season and stuff like that, I mean, cause you guys, as soon as there's fishable ice somewhere, you guys are hitting it. Do you guys have yeah. kind of like a set schedule, like places that you want to hit, or is it kind of like, you know, a week by week thing or, you know, just kind of, do you have it planned out pretty good? I think I think there's there's a pretty good schedule that that gets filled in by events that we need to attend, and then we fill every then we fill in with places we want to go to after that. But yes, we do end up with quite a few events that we needed need to attend. But we do try to get out as much as we possibly can. Otherwise, do you, do you enjoy doing the trade shows, Kathy? Oh, I love the trade shows. Absolutely. I love to be able to teach people and to show people, you know, the things that I've learned and, and I want to see somebody else successful on the ice to enjoy it as much as I do. We are so blessed with the lakes that we have and the ability to be out there. And it's, it's, it's nature itself. We get to see what God's created for us. You know, and, and every year I, I think that, uh, uh, ice fishing and fishing in general is becoming more and more popular with females. Do you feel like it, it's important for you to be there? Because I do think that you probably connect with, with the females better, uh, obviously, you know, with, with the clothing, you know, the suits and everything, uh, you know, that that's just something that I, I feel, um, that they're probably going to trust you a little bit more, you know, when, when you're giving them advice because you know what that suit feels like, or you, you know what I'm saying? I think so. I think I get an opportunity to talk to, to quite a few women as, as we're at shows, you know, um, I, they're more open to, to approach me or yep, for me yep. to approaching them. They're a little more open. I'll ask them, you know, do you like to ice fish or, you know, yeah, but I don't do it much. And then I can, it's a good, it's a good way for me to start being able to chat with people. You know, I think when I look back and really what made me feel empowered in being able to be a good fisher person is the electric auger. And I do really encourage a lot of women that, you know, you really get to be, you get to be independent when it came, when that came about. I did not like drilling holes with the gas auger. That was not my thing. I would go to everybody and say, can you drill me a hole? Can yeah. you drill me a hole? And when that electric auger came out, that was with the clamp plates. So I had the stability that went with it. That was absolutely huge to make me independent and to be able to do it. And I really do encourage a lot of women in that way is, is, is the electric auger. You really can do it yourself. It's lightweight. It's not a scary thing. And the other thing I talk a lot about with women is, is the clothing. You know, we are very blessed with what, what we have for clothing today and where it has come. And, and, you know, it's not big, it's not bulky. And, you know, I think we are very blessed and I think clothing has come a long ways. I mean, it's, it's got, it, it still has some room for improvement, but I think it's come a long ways in giving us that lightweight and the mobility that we need out there on the ice. Absolutely. No, no. I, no. Now, with your travels with your dad, uh, what, what's what's the most memorable spot that you've gone? Uh, I memorable. I would say Idaho. Yeah. Um, those perch were unbelievable, you know. And I was very blessed that year. I did get on the two pound perch club. I got awesome. into that out there. 
in Idaho. And they were just amazing. And I learned a lot about different tackle and stuff out there, too, because the Tika minnow is what I, I was using, the leech flutter. I was catching fish. It wasn't like I wasn't. But I've seen all these people use the the um, Tika minnow, which is a clam tackle, pro tackle, Um and and they're and they're ripping it, and I was like, oh, I just I just I just don't comprehend that. And and Cody um, Cybert, who yep. we travel, Cody said, No, you you just have to stay with it. And I said, I know, but I just don't know how the fish is going to get that in its mouth, you know. <laughs> and I said, Oh, there's a fish as I was doing it. I go, There's a fish on my screen, and he said, Don't stop. Yeah, I know that, you know, but I was just like, I just don't get it. And all of a sudden, that thing just raced up and nailed it. And I knew as soon as I set that hook, it was a two pounder. Incredible. So, yeah, that is a really very memorable moment for me. And, and, I felt more confident in that Tika minnow. I got yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's it's all tied on all the time now. Yeah, I yeah. was just shocked, mm-hmm. and then I was really blessed because I was out in South Dakota that year, um, later on in the season, and we had gone on a small lake. Uh, what do I want a fry? I want to call it a, a farm pond. Yeah. Okay. And, I was blessed and I caught a, on a leech flutter, I caught another two pound perch in South Dakota that same year. So I said, I caught my <laughs> yeah, two, not just one lifetime fish. I caught two in the same year. I was incredibly blessed. And that one I did catch on the leech flutter, which I, I really liked that lure as well. It gave me a little more confidence in using, um, spoons yeah yeah oh yeah so i'm sure the the majority of your fishing is pan fishing correct that is correct we do the majority of it is pan fishing and i think because it's it's easier on a midday bite yep yeah oh yeah so we do mostly sunfish perch and crappies bluegills go first the sunfish are the first thing that we go looking for and then it's after that i had a fabulous year in in um nebraska this year too oh yeah yeah, yeah that, that that looked like it was all right yeah yeah i caught um, my personal best bluegill and my personal best crappie wow yeah so and to be out on the cox ranch i i cannot say enough about it it's they just the coolest definitely- place in the whole world isn't it it is. Oh, it is. God. I even took a picture of a sunrise one morning, and it is hanging on my wall. Yeah. Always. Yep. Oh, it just absolutely the nicest people you could ever ask for. The best. And, yeah, and it was just beautiful. I enjoyed the sand hills. Absolutely, you could see for miles. You know, I was I absolutely. Yep. <laughs> and I got to go out and you know play with the cows and. They even took a horse and saddled it up for me so I could feel like a cowgirl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I had a great time. Absolutely a fabulous time out there. So what is what is your favorite fish to target then? Um, I like the bluegill. I like the swirling of that bluegill when it comes up that hole. Yep. So um, I honestly can't say I've done. I, I really enjoyed eel pout fishing. Oh, I bet. Uh, I a, yep, I have a friend that has taken us eel pout fishing a couple, taken me, dad, yeah, eel pout fishing <laughs> a few times, and I really enjoy the eel pout fishing. Um, I haven't done a whole lot of walleye fishing. I, you know, it's one of those things you catch one when you're pan fishing. So I have lake trout fished. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, I've done that a few times. So, but the majority of our time fishing is, is, is panfish is the bluegill do, do you have a fish or a destination on your bucket list that uh that you haven't crossed off yet i want to catch a sturgeon no yeah yeah i have not caught one you know i catching one is would be awesome through the ice would be pretty fabulous yeah <laughs> that it would be cool that, that would be really catching cool. fish as big as you are that's crazy <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. I don't even need it to be that big. Yeah. I was hoping we, I had a uh, couple people that, you know, we talked about going out. There's a lake up by the cabin that, that has, 
um, surgeon in it, but we, it just didn't get, we just didn't get there. <laughs> yep. So how, uh, what, what do you still got on uh, planned for, for the rest of this winter, Kathy? Uh, we have a fishing trip coming up this coming week. And at the end of the month, we do a, it's, they call it the Invitational. It's, it's our trap attack. It's Dad's original trap attack. He does still do a private one. And we invite, you know, a hundred of our friends yep. um, to come. So I'm hoping you guys are going to be able to come out and join us. But we do do that. And that's how we end our season. You know, that's our last big event. And that, that's the last weekend in, in March or the 1st of April. Yep. So. And then... Uh... Then, then the riverboat comes back out, and your dad stays busy doing that. Yeah, exactly. I actually, and I go back to work. So I work for a construction company, and I actually get um, laid off for the winters. So Thanksgiving time, I get laid off, and then I'm off until April. So by that time, then I go back to work. And that's a, that's a hell of a schedule for uh, the family that you're in. All right. Yeah, it yeah. works perfect with everything we have going on. Yep. Wow. All right, Kathy. Well, uh, we appreciate uh, we appreciate all those stories. We appreciate uh, you taking 45 minutes of your time uh, to chat with us. And, gal, that I I I was so excited that that we got you on. And and uh, some of those stories are just incredible. And, and I'm glad that. Uh, that we got them recorded and, and that other people are going to get to hear them. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate your guys' time, and I look forward to sharing some ice time with you guys in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thank you, Kathy. Yep, thank you. Bye-bye. And that was the daughter of the Godfather, uh, Kathy Roberts, daughter of Dave Gens. Uh, a lot of cool stories there. Uh, there definitely was. It's, it's kind of fun to hear her stories about how she really gets to travel around with her dad now and enjoy all these places with him. Yep. And, and how important, you know, her, her and her sister, Missy and, uh, you know, her, her mom, uh, how, how important, uh, of a role that they played and, and, you know, it was all part of it. Yeah. Getting that whole entire deal off the ground and, uh, just, just really cool. Really cool. I'm, I'm excited that we got that one done. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, frozen pizza review. Um, did you did you eat one this week? I got I one. Didn't. Okay, of course I did. I think I ate about. I'm not. I'm not kidding you. We were getting it was a lot like, of snaps. It was like ones. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> like, like I got to a point where it was like, all right, like I'm actually sick and tired of eating frozen pizzas. Got to do a detox. Luckily, I you know I had some had some Romas and had some Jacks that I've already reviewed, so I I didn't do those. I think um, I think my favorite part of this week was when uh, Ramrod snapped all of us in our group and was just like hey scott have you tried one of these and you're like i literally just i did one. i did like an hour prior <laughs> right. i bought that one so uh so that'll be next week's <laughs> but uh this week's uh went to walmart and got a sam's choice thin crust for meat pizza um says right on the box zesty tomato sauce Ooh. whole milk mozzarella cheese italian sausage pepperoni julienne ham and bacon strips on a crust and uh really so it comes I'm, on a crust huh? it comes on a crust that's <laughs> that's what that is what sam's choice will do for you like, right. yeah that's uh, uh you know that's pretty high class right there and uh so i mean i i gotta say you know you look at that box and it's Ooh, like the box son of I'd, a yeah i'd eat the pizza right off the box yep yep so uh open it up and and i gotta say good toppings uh looks similar to to what it looked like on the box like i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of thinking like oh baby like boy do we got something here and you know I, i'm not gonna sit here and talk smack about it that's that's not what i'm here for but uh you know it's just one of those that that as i'm eating it it's like is this good or isn't this good? Okay, yeah, I know and, what you're saying there. You know, like you're I trying mean, to you're trying to convince yourself that it's good, but at the same time, you're just like, I don't know if it's really that great, right? And and you know, that's that's kind of where I got to. Like, you know, if I have to keep telling myself like this is good, isn't it? Then it, then it's, it's probably, probably not, not that good, right? And and not that it was bad, 
it, it wasn't bad. It just right. wasn't as good as, as maybe what I first thought it was going to be. Yep. You know, I, I'm not going to lie to you. When I bought that one, I got it home and I took it out of the box. I'm like, this has got to be in the sevens or eights. Like that's just, just that's just like where it. it's at. And, uh, I don't know, had, had good toppings, you know, four meats, you know, they, they didn't skimp on it, you know, had good cheese all the way across the values there. I mean, I think it was, uh, you know, it's, it's a Walmart brand. So, I mean, it was, I think it was $5 or maybe even a little bit under, all right. um, you know, but, uh, crust, uh, wasn't the best crust, you know, it was a thin crust. So I'm kind of expecting a little bit of crunch and maybe there was a little bit of crunch on the outside, but Kind of had a little bit of a sogginess yeah, to it. There's nothing, and, uh, there's you know, this nothing was, worse than a soggy frozen. I pizza. don't like that. And, I mean, this was right on the rack, too. So it should, shouldn't have had that. Uh, just, you know, kind of floppy. It just wasn't wasn't the best. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, after much, much consideration, thinking, you know, is this a six or seven? Uh, I, I finally just realized, like, hey, if I've got to tell myself uh-huh. – you know, that, that, you know, golly, this is six or seven. If, if it's a seven, you know, it's, you a, know seven. it's a seven. You're just you like, know it's oh, a seven. this is good. Like, so, you're like, yeah. Yep. So, so just like I thought, I, I should have just trusted my gut. You know, that that's what got me in this whole entire pizza review deal. <laughs> <That's> exactly right. <laughs> Trust your gut. That That's what it is. Trust your gut. That's, that's, yep. that's the new saying for, uh, the, the Midwest Angler podcast pizza review. Trust your gut. It's a five, four, five, four, yeah. five, four, yeah. you know, it's better than average. Yeah. Like I, you know, I mean, at least it's not a damn Totino's. Right, it's exactly. I right. mean, kicks the piss out of a Totino's. I'd get one again. If, if, if it was on, if I walked by right now, I'd be like, hell yeah, I'm getting another Sam's choice like yeah. that. It was, I mean, it was in a pinch. It'll do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it just, yeah, it, it was just an average pizza. Yeah, that, nothing, that's what it was. Nothing it? great, nothing bad about it, and it's all, it's okay to have that. You got to have those exactly. average pies, yep. you know, and especially for the price point and stuff like that. Because you know, you get done after a long day of ice fishing, or you get done out of you know the duck blind in the morning, and you get home and you're the only one around. You're just like, you know what? I'm just gonna throw one in. Yeah, it's like it's like oh, if, if, if you if you had gone one, ice fishing all day, long, right. And and then you ate that one? Yeah. Oh, it'd be a nine. Right. It'd and be it, a nine. That's it, just it, how that is. It's it's one of those frozen pizzas that if you eat the whole thing yourself and then Which I you, did. Right. And but when your family members come home, they're gonna be like, You had one of those and you didn't save me any? They're just like, Oh, oh no, no, that's all right. If you ate it, it's okay. Yep. You know? So Yep. Yeah, you eat a whole entire lots of matzo and you mm-hmm. don't share with somebody. They're like, "What the?" F-? Yeah, they're they're mad at you. They're like, "You couldn't even save me one piece." And, and that's when I look them dead in the eyes and I say, "You gotta let the big dogs eat." <laughs> did last week's pizza review? Did Chris Peters not give the best frozen pizza advice? What, what did he say? I forget. <laughs> he said, "He said like if there's too much cr- to trim your crust, it'll make your pizza look bigger." <laughs> <laughs> trim your crust. <laughs> yep. Yep. I I had a freaking jacks the other day and I was kind of pumped up about this jackson once again it's like they missed the whole dang crust like it was the freaking it, it was it was like the the sauce and the cheese was only was only covering like half the pizza it was a half mooner how how about the how about the i don't want to say the first disagreement in the married life for the ramsey household did you see that the other day no snap what about, happened well about ivy whipped out of scissors to cut the froze to cut the pizza oh, after God, it was no. done. And Dusty said like you think that I know her, you know, I married her and all of a sudden she whips this out. I mean that's it's like no, no, you gotta if you don't have a pizza cutter then whip out a knife. Don't don't grab the scissors and start cutting up the pizza. No, I like that is <laughs> that is crossing the line. It is. That, that. No frozen pizza deserves the scissors. Now, now my wife like has an actual kitchen scissors, right? Yeah, like a Pamper uh-huh. Chef kitchen so scissors, and and she she'll uh, slice That's off slate a small piece. That's a shears, a shears. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I brought it up. Well, no, <laughs> but that makes it okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But uh, 
Um, she'll she'll do that every once in a while to cut slate a little slice of pizza or something like that. And even that, I'm still kind of like, mm, you know, as long as it's not my piece, as long as it's not my piece. But uh, yeah, no, you gotta. You know what I actually like? You know, not not the the full on like uh, pizza cutters with the handles. But I've got one that's got like a little plastic wheel that like clips into like a little okay, handheld yep, deal. I know deal. what you're talking about. And uh, that's kind of like those easy it's to kinda, clean. It's kind of fun cutting pizzas, isn't it? Like, oh, I love it. You ever see that? Like when you go to a pizza shop and those guys have that big like half moon one. And that's what like, I need. Yep. Just going. It's like yeah. Yeah, I need this. I need some of that. Yeah. I mean, no offense, but I probably cut more pizza than, than some people that work at pizza joints so uh. you ever just think about not cutting it and just like it's one big piece of pizza it's like like when you pick up a nacho and they all stick together it's like well it's just one big nacho what do you think about have, have you been to uh have you been to places that cut their pizza like in squares oh yeah i don't hate that i don't hate it i i actually like it depends on the pizza like if you go to like Domino's and get their like extra thin crispy crust, it has to be thin. Yeah. If, if you if, if you're you square cut square, a, a deep it has dish, to be the thin. Yeah. Yep. yep. No. So, but uh, what I I don't know. It just kind of I I'm I gravitate even though I don't love crust the most. Like I gravitate when it's squ- cut in squares to to the outside pieces just because then you got something to hold on to. That's what crust is like. Yep. The, you know, the, no one likes the crust. It's it's the handle of the pizza. It is. It crust is, is the is. handle of the pizza. It is. That's that's science. I've it I've is. looked into it. I've there's no doubt about it. I've I've done a lot of experimenting, and crust is the handle of the pizza. You try to be driving down the road after a long day of ice fishing. You know, you stop at the gas station and get a slice of pizza. You're driving along. You need the handle. You can't just be grabbing it anywhere, you know. Exactly. It, you need that handle. If you see somebody bite the crust before they bite the the main the main chunk of pizza, you immediately slap them. Slap them and and do not associate with that person <laughs> going forward because you do not need that type of negativity in your life. That's for sure. But uh all right, uh good news stories of the week brought to you by our good buddies over at Freedom Brew, Austin and Brianna in Larchwood, Iowa. Guess who went over to Freedom Brew on Saturday? You. That's right. How was what'd you have? Caramel frap. Caramel frap. Freaking awesome. Kayla gets a white cho- white chocolate caramel frap. I don't know what the difference between white chocolate and regular chocolate is when it comes to uh um when it comes to taste. Well, I mean, I don't, what, what is the, I mean, obviously color is, is, is the real thing, but I mean, is, is white chocolate actually different than regular chocolate? Yeah. There's different like tastes. It comes from a different cocoa plant. I don't know. I'm sure it does. I'm sure there's some science. I think, I wonder if white chocolate's just an imposter, (laughs) not even real chocolate. It's like fake, fake maple syrup. But uh, whatever the case, Kayla gets a white chocolate caramel frap. I get myself a regular caramel frap. Got the biggies. I'm pumped up about it. I was I was really pumped up about it. Um, yeah, we were actually on our way to Dune. <laughs> so I told, <laughs> Went told, told Kayla, I'm like, <laughs> you know, we're going to take the long way we're to Dune. The scenic route. Yep, uh, about 20 miles out of the way. <laughs> but uh, uh, we got it. We got it. We went to Dune. Went to Sioux Center. Picked up a couple pizzas at, at Walmart. And I do love our Sunshine Foods here in town, but uh, I've pretty much run. I was going to say, you got to go the, and get a variety. Yep, we got to go someplace else do to you, get some frozen pizzas. Do you find yourself now, too? I've been finding myself doing this a lot at gas stations lately, but you walk in and, you know, a lot of the gas stations have frozen pizzas now. You kind of gravitate over towards the, you know, the pizza rack and you just yep. take a look at it. I kind of screwed up uh, on our way out to Hooked on Hardwater, way out in uh, – um, valentine nebraska there was uh there was uh at the gas station we stopped at they had some pizza and i thought man i should have got that and even out in the black hills yeah all those gas stations had had some of the local stuff yeah and, and that was a blown opportunity by me not uh picking some of those up but uh whatever the case uh good news stories uh this week my good news story is gonna be uh our buddy Jason Ketterling uh, getting mentioned uh, two, three times a, a row on the podcast, but uh, um, Jason this is, and this is not Scott trying to get out any tickets or anything. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, that's right, that's right. But but it never hurts to never hurts to have those brownie points. But, uh, that's, that's true. Um, 
Ketterling uh, posted on Facebook, uh, big thanks to uh, Ryan Sauter with Dakota Backroads Guide Service and Lodge. Um, Jason was up uh, in northeastern South Dakota here a couple weeks ago. Uh, he doesn't mention what he lost, but he lost some of his belongings, I'm um, assuming out on the ice or on the road or whatever. And uh, Ryan ended up finding uh, his stuff and uh, apparently threw a couple of... Uh, of uh, the stickers or decals on uh, whatever it was, um, kind of tracked Ryan down, figured out uh, who it was, what it was, uh, who it belonged to, and uh, apparently made a pretty valiant effort to uh, to get back in touch with uh, Ketterling and uh, get him get him his stuff back. So uh, um, you know, just just cool. You know, obviously, uh, I think I think that there's a lot of people that you know if they find something, they, you know, throw something on Facebook, whatever. But uh, you know, to really go through a lot of work uh, to try to get it back, um, you know, and and you know, it, it, if if it was a rod locker or whatever, I mean, it'd be so easy to just throw those rods in your case and yeah. you know, hey, not go guess, through the effort. To guess who try got to find some it. new rods? Right. You know, whatever. But uh, um, cool that there's uh, still guys doing the right thing, and uh, um, you know, good good on him. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, mine, I'm going to start off with uh, our good buddies. We've mentioned them here now a couple times in a row, too, on the podcast. The best tournament duo. It it really is. Three years in a row, they've been team of the year in the ultimate pan fish league. Really? Three years yep. in a row. They got it again this year. I think they had a tournament this last weekend. I think they finished fourth. Fourth, yep. So, and it was their nobody, worst. Finish. Nobody even weighed uh, a full limit of fish oh, in really? that tournament. Nope. Big I, fish. Right, big fish, right. but... But no, I mean those guys. Shout out to those guys for getting team of the year again. I think it's the first time ever that a team is three-peated as team of the year in the Ultimate Panfish League. And I mean they're going to get some really good sticks, no doubt. Um, so you know, big shout out to those guys. And also another person that we've mentioned in the past here, uh, local bass fisherman Jordan Hurt. He is fishing some of the Major League Fishing Invitationals this year. Uh, he had his first one down on. Uh, down in Florida a couple weeks ago and didn't do real well on it but uh, he rebounded this last weekend and uh, I think they're on Lake Eufaula and he ended up in 16th place 16th. or they're on Clarks Hill I was going to say it wasn't the Bass Open was on Eufaula, Eufaula I think yep, yep. so they're on Clarks Hill and uh, yeah finished 16th in 16th place so uh, way to go Jordan and you know we we said it a while back when he won the nation championship that you know, dude's a stick. This is that, the dude. Yep, just I mean, wait. He's going to make waves in professional bass fishing. So, you know, congratulations to him. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, well, uh, we appreciate you guys uh, joining us with uh, episode 209. Um, hopefully you stick around uh, and come back next week on episode 210. But, uh, yeah, until then, later. Later.